Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. But the girl remembered them without nostalgia. After the harvest had failed the third time, the peasants had discovered their gracious elms could be butchered and eaten like any other living thing. Now that was something worth remembering, the girl thought. The sullen brown astringency of a six times boiled elm root, which induced a faint nausea and left the inside of your cheeks corrugated with the reminder of having eaten. Even better, elm bark flour mixed with water and chopped straw, shaped into biscuits and cooked over a slow fire. But now the edible parts of the elms were long gone, and their only interest to the village children lay in their function as a shelter for mice, grasshoppers, and other such treats. At some point, though the girl couldn't remember exactly when, she had become the only girl in the village. It was an uncomfortable knowledge, and she preferred not to think about it. Anyway, there was no need to think. She knew exactly what had happened. If a family had a son and a daughter and two bites of food, who would waste one on a daughter? Perhaps only if that daughter were particularly useful. The girl knew she was no more useful than those dead girls had been. Uglier, too. She pressed her lips together and crouched next to the first elm stump. The only difference between them and her was that she had learned how to catch food for herself. It seemed such a small difference for two opposite fates. Just then, the boys, who had run ahead to the best spots, started shouting. A quarry had been located, and despite a historic lack of success with the method, they were trying to get it out by poking and banging with sticks. The girl took advantage of their distraction to slide her trap from its hiding place. She'd always had clever hands, and back when such things had mattered, her basket weaving had been much praised. Now her woven trap held a prize anyone would want, a lizard as long as her forearm. The sight of it immediately drove all thoughts of porridge from the girl's head. She knocked the lizard's head on a rock and held it between her knees while she checked the other traps. She paused when she found a handful of crickets. The thought of that nutty, crunchy taste made her mouth water. She steeled herself, tied the crickets up in a cloth, and put them in her pocket for later. Once she'd replaced the traps, the girl straightened. A plume of golden lusts was rising above the road that traversed the hills behind the village. Under azure banners, the same color as the Mandate of Heaven held by the Mongol ruling line, soldiers' leather armor massed into a dark river, arrowing southward through the dust. Everyone on the Huai River Plains knew the army of the Prince of Henan, the Mongol noble responsible for putting down the peasant rebellions that had been popping up in the region for more than twice the girl's lifetime. The prince's army marched south every autumn and returned to its garrisons in northern Henan every spring, as regular as the calendar. The army never came any closer to Zhongli than it did now, and nobody from Zhongli had ever gone closer to it. Metal on the soldier's armor caught and turned the light, so that the dark river sparkled as it crawled over the dun hillside. It was a sight so disconnected from the girl's life that it seemed only distantly real, like the mournful call of geese flying far overhead. Hungry and fatigued by the sun, 
the girl lost interest. Holding her lizard, she turned for home. At midday, the girl went out to the well with her bucket and shoulder pole and came back sweating. The bucket got heavier each time, being less and less water and more and more the ochre mud from the bottom of the well. The earth had failed to give them food, but now it seemed determined to give itself to them in every gritty bite. The girl remembered that once some of the villagers had tried to eat cakes made of mud. She felt a pang of sympathy. Who wouldn't do anything to appease the pain of an empty stomach? Perhaps more would have tried it, but the villagers' limbs and bellies had swelled, and then they died, and the rest of the village had taken note. The Zhu family lived in a one-room wooden hut made in a time when trees were more plentiful. That had been a long time ago, and the girl didn't remember it. Four years of desiccation had caused all the hut's planks to spring apart so that it was as airy as...